You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 740, Christmas with the Subs 2022. Welcome to episode 740 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I'm Paul French, and today I am, um, uh, was the night before Christmas, lad? Wait, carry the one. Um, no, it's like totally here. That's right. That's the right. What? I don't know. If, if this was seven days from now, it would be Christmas. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's a week yeah. before Christmas. Okay, yeah. So I'm, I'm like so confused as to when stuff's actually coming out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm. Uh, I am. Um, Twas the week before Christmas, lad. There you go. Your premature Christmas last. Week. <laughs> hey, hey, you know. Hey, hi you? Uh, oh, oh. That's I'm right, just... Joseph. It's a virgin birth. Wink. <laughs> Wink. I'm, uh, you know, doing. I'm, I'm, you know, every day doing a little bit of bird math. When do oh. I have to pull this out of the freezer? Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, and so, so yeah, it's just a constant, um, wait, wait, wait. No, we're good. We're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, work, working out those details. But we um, we have officially finished all of the Christmas shopping. Huzzah. And um, so that's nice. Um, I managed to, uh, you know, I mean, we'd been kind of, getting little bits throughout uh even even in the summer we were like oh you know she'd really like that it's like why don't we just get it now <laughs> and, hide and it somewhere yeah. yeah and it has uh it has uh, you know it, it has paid off in the uh holiday shopping stress level because there has been no stress with it yeah. and uh, uh yeah yeah so everything's done and uh now there is only the wrapping to uh to procrastinate and um and then we'll be all set <laughs> on, you know, at 11 o'clock on Christmas Eve as I uh, as I watch uh, Alistair Sim um, throw coins at uh, at children in the street. Uh, um, I will. Um, boy, what day exactly? Exactly. <laughs> you mean the one as big as me? You know, I do that. People call the police. <laughs> you there. Boy. <laughs> And he's throwing coins at them. I know. You're paying him? This is prostitution, Evan. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? So uh so yeah, so we'll we'll finish all that up then. But uh but yes, the uh the uh the sort of stressful uh um you know parts of it are uh are dealt with and that's always nice. Yay, that's a good thing. I'll take that's it. Yeah, totally. Over to you, sir. Hi everybody. My name's Darren Noel, and I got problems with you people. Uh-oh. And now you're going to hear about it. Happy Festivus. So Friday, I uh, left work early after being messaged by a whole bunch of people at the last minute because they were all going on vacation. And they had to get their stuff done. And I'm like, I'm here all next week. I'll get to it when I get to it. So I, I left early because I planned to leave early. And I ran and got myself my Christmas haircut so my gay powers are restored. Yay. And then I went to Target, that fine French boutique, and circled the parking lot for an hour finding <laughs> a space. I was like, Friday, everyone's dating. Oh, that's right. 
No one's live in a major metropolitan era. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh boy, howdy, dude. Boy, howdy. So I parked a mile from Target. Walked my Target. Car. I thought you were going to Target. Yeah. Well, after you're in the parking lot for an hour, it's fucking Target. I don't. Care. <laughs> no longer glamorous. It's now a fucking chore. So you get up there. You get up there. You get up there. And it's like, okay, I need to get gloves for myself because Paul is leaving his fucking door open again, kids. And it's going to be hey. 10 degrees in Atlanta on Christmas Day here. 10. I don't know what that means. Okay. So <laughs> it means my nipples are going to be able to cut glass is what it means. Um, hey. I managed to get a baby alive and a Tyrannosaurus, uh, not a Tyrannosaurus, but a Triceratops for my niece and nephew. I'm getting nice. my older nephew the essential beginner set to D&D because maybe it's a book he'll read. Um, everybody else's gifts are done. I am done except for like some food stuff I gotta buy. Leaving Target. Oh my God, people! You, you know, ten degrees there, ten degrees Fahrenheit there. It yeah. is much warmer here. Yeah, I might, be, I might be coming up. I might be coming up. It's minus twelve, Paul. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I just checked, and it's, it's yeah, uh, it's not that cold here. <laughs> the, the rumor is that we're supposed to get rain in Atlanta on Thursday. Uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, the black ice. I already have the bread. I've got the milk. I've got the toilet paper. I'm set. I'm good. I'm good on that. What about the cans? Have you got the cans? I've got all the cans, Paul. All I've right. All the cans I'm done. just making sure, buddy. It's uh, Someone's yeah, got to have your back on this. I know. I know you, but need you need eggs. You need I've eggs. Got eggs. I've got eggs. I need to go get peanut butter. That's all I need. All right. Well, if you got the eggs and the milk and the bread, then you're good for French toast. Yeah. Yeah. If the oven will work, which is electric. <laughs> you don't even <laughs> toast. You just need the grill. What grill, Michael? Everything's electric in this house. <laughs> I have no grill. That's why you well, buy stuff that's in cans so you can just take it out Michael's and take like, it. And what, what, what do you cook your steaks on? He's in Texas. You know, I it's a uh... steak in this house. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, I got, I got problems with you people. Yeah. <laughs> I cleaned out the fridge to make room for the stuff I got to put in the fridge. That was a, that was a chore. The cat decided to poop in the yep. store, of course, because apparently uh, the, the poop box was not to his liking, even though it was empty. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, we're going to have a problem. We're going to have a problem to communicate today. And uh, then my mom called and asked, can I just go pick up a few things today? This was at 7 p.m., by the way. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I'm not picking up anything. I'll see you on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I will send my brother the note. Hey, you pick this stuff up. <laughs> done. Passing this one off. <laughs> I am completely D-U-N done. And I don't care what I get for Christmas. I don't care. Right now? Uh. So, Merry freaking Christmas, everybody. Over to you, Travis. Oh, hey, everybody. It's Travis Hillsor, and uh, I'm scratchy throat, lad. Uh, Ew, gross. So, I'm going to keep talking to... Not too much tonight. Uh, hopefully, it won't do like last year and turn into laryngitis. Mm. Yeah, that fingers means. crossed. Oh yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Uh. Yeah. yeah, that sucked. Um, yeah, it was bad. Anyway, that's me. I'm keeping it short and sweet. Over to you, Michael. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, Michael Grabboy here, and this week I am going to be. Uh, will our electrical grid hold up this winter, lad? Seriously. 
best of luck. <laughs> Just check uh, the or, flight manifest for Cancun. <laughs> y'all had a chance to fix that, and you didn't. Well, so spoiler the, alert, no. So a couple days prior to the cold front hitting Atlanta, uh, we're looking at a 19-degree um, uh, overnight low on Friday night, Saturday morning. Um, we will be lucky if it gets above freezing on Friday. Um, and, uh, our ERCOT, the, uh, the wonderful group that, uh, manages our electrical grid so well and did such a fine job last time, yes. um, has, has promised us that this year we're ready for sure. Um, and we are so confident that, uh, that everybody has done their jobs that we reelected all of our uh, government and Congress people to new terms. So they are, uh, um, they are not going to be held accountable if our grid fails this year. Of course not. Because, because we just elected them. We so we elected them. It's going to be another, what, two years before the representatives are up. So something yeah. Like that. So, yep. so it's our, our electrical system in Texas um, is completely self-contained within the state. Because we don't want any of the pesky federal regulations, uh, but that or, unfortunately also, you don't want any state regulations either. So but that, that also means that uh, we can't rely on other states to provide us electricity like the rest of the company does. Yep. And uh, so yeah, this will be this will be fun. Hopefully, yeah. You okay? Hopefully not. As fun as it was in February of 2021, mm. when the system was out, when the power was out for three days. Yeah. And the uh, when it when it last happened, like around 2010 or so, the um, the the power grid companies were given the option of you can either voluntarily winterize on your own dime, or do nothing. And they chose to do nothing, correct? And that's why the power went. That's why the lights went out in Texas. Uh, <laughs> hey now, hey now, we'll sue. We'll sue you for that over here. Well, I mean, she's dead, so probably not. Hey, 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 hey. So, I mean. so yeah, that's what we got looking for. Uh, got to look forward to this upcoming week. Fortunately, they are not saying that we're going to have snow or rain or ice or anything on Monday. So it'll be a, a cold Christmas, not a white Christmas for us. That's and that's it for me. Oh, no. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, over to you, Jim. Hey everyone. I'm Jim, I'm Jim Purcell. And, uh, this weekend I have been beta male. Oh. Um, so just to make this real You're getting beta tested, I am getting beta tested. Came back positive. Oh. So uh, this next coming year, uh, as you all know, I'm a, I'm a video gamer. I'm a gamer. Uh, I, wear, I wear my gamer hat, drink my gamer fuel. Yeah. And so anyway, there's a new Street Fighter coming out uh, next wow. year, and I'm very excited. Street Fighter Six. Uh, I love I love my button bashers, my fighting games. Uh, Street Fighters, you know, I enjoy yeah. it quite a lot. New one coming out, and uh, it doesn't come out till June though. Unfortunately, it's like six months away, which is insane uh, because uh, they just did our, their second round of beta testing where 
you all sign, we all sign up and pray to whatever we believe in that we will be blessed with a code to get into the beta. And I got one and I have been playing street fighter all weekend and the game is really good. Oh, cool. and, uh, I hate the fact that it's going to, t- I, I should be playing right now, but I'm, I'm dedicated to the podcast because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, the beta ends at midnight. And uh, so Aww. I got my last, I got my last matches in just before we went on the air and uh, good game. Game is good. Looking very forward to uh, uh, when it comes out for, uh, hopefully they'll do more tests in the coming months. Mm-hmm. And uh, since I'm in, hopefully I'll remain in. So I'll be able to play every time it comes back. Very nice. But that's been it for me. All right. And joining us from the future. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, it's Brent Brickhill here from Melbourne, Australia. And today I am messy lad. Oh. And unlike some of my fellow podcasters, um, I'm very happy that Argentina won the World Cup. Um, I may not have told you this, but I used to live in Argentina. Um, oh. I spent eight years living in Buenos Aires. Oh, sweet. And my son is Argentinian. So um, we're very happy that they won. You're, bi- you're biased. I am biased. And yeah, um, absolutely. You're, you're, that's I'm okay. You're allowed to be and, biased on that. Well, Australia was knocked out at position 11 in the World Cup, so um, which was our best position ever. Huh? But um, very happy to see Argentina take it to the top and for Messi to finally get a World Cup. <laughs> his name I after 15 years of being amazing. So. I thought Australia's best position was reverse kangaroo, but mm. <laughs> okay. We didn't invite the New Zealanders, Derek. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, the culture war! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! What will happen now? Oh no! Absolutely, and I don't know if this is an omen, but about an hour before we started podcasting, one of my well, my largest Legion framed um, poster, which is the Stuart Immonen five years later poster, mm-hmm. actually fell off the wall and broke. Oh. So oh. I don't know. This oh. is clearly time to move on from five. Well, years yeah, later. we're it's, done with um, five years later. It's an omen. Yeah. <laughs> it's an omen. So well, hopefully, it's not profit. Anymore. Seasons greetings, everyone. <laughs> oh no um all right um folks is there any legion news i don't recall any i mean there's just the crazy dc news out of the dc movie area right now so yeah it's looking Which like could, looking like everybody's going to get replaced because they're looking for younger actors to do because they have a 10-year plan again yeah. Again. So, uh, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I'm I'm guessing if they go forward with this Flashpoint movie, that's gonna set up the new universe. But we'll see. I, and I wonder what's gonna happen with that because that does. Um... I mean, the Flashpoint paradox. If you watch that animated movie, that's yeah. not a happy tale. That's no. not. A, that's not something people will want to watch and go. You know what? I, I'm I'm invested. I want to see more of these characters. No, that's like, oh my god, what a fucking nightmare. Well, well DC thinks so because they keep they keep making Flashpoint I Batman know. comics. God bless. Everyone that. wants to. Everyone wants to read about uh, fucking no, no, Thomas no. Wayne killing people. Well, I mean, uh, Flashpoint, uh, Flashpoint Beyond was was none of that, and uh, was actually pretty awesome. So I don't know. Um, I, I will say the Martha the, Wayne the, Joker twist was the best thing about that. I'll agree that it actually did catch me. I didn't expect that. That was actually pretty good. That, was, that was pretty excellent. But that is all I will give that series. 
Well, I've got I a mean, piece of Legion news, actually, guys. Yeah, oh, there, there you go. Do any of you read the um, Son of Kal-El book, the Superman Son of Kal-El? Because oh. um, Brainiac 5 got a mention this week. He oh, actually, Superman, Superman John Kent, now yeah. has a solar-powered belt buckle given to him by Brainiac 5 so that in an emergency, he's always got red sun in his pocket. I mean, yellow sun in his pocket. So, um, That's ah, there's a Legion That's reference. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And maybe, you know, maybe a little uh, uh, lead cure. Maybe uh, maybe you could provide oh, a little come lab. on. You asked too much. Surely you jest. I mean, just the... <laughs> this isn't even the same Superboy. Give up on that already. Paul. I know, right? That's, that's, the wrong, that's the wrong thing. I, so, I, I want to know whoever's got that um, splash page of Superboy and Supergirl kicking Darkseid's ass from the Great Darkness, because that's, uh, like, that's like the best picture of them in Legion ever, right there, in my opinion. I'm like just yeah, with all uh, all all Brainy's extra special all the um, circuitry and everything on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it may or may not be Legion Legion news, depending on how it goes. But there is another issue of Star Girl: The Lost Children coming out tomorrow uh, this week, and it may or may not have information about the Golden Age Legionnaire, who may or may not be related to the <laughs> Legion. You know, it's a it's a Wait, quantum thing. That's coming so out already. I gotta say. Yeah. Um, John's working with other people now. Um, stuff actually been coming out on time. That's uh, that's nice to see. So you saying um, Schrodinger's legionnaire? What? Schrodinger's legionnaire. He may exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, because the guy we thought it was was actually uh, our man's uh, sidekick. So. Yeah, because he was the one who had sort of the closest look to the silhouette that we saw. I seriously think it's got to be boosted old. I think we're all going to be chasing up a legion tree that isn't there. Gotcha. Yeah, probably. Booster. The silhouette silhouette fits, and the time bubble looks like Booster's time bubble. In his uh, supernova outfit. His original outfit. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, because he's got because it's got the uh, it's definitely the you know the half cowl with the uh, whatever they whatever they call it. Uh, I'm, but we I'm shall more, see. I'm more worried it's that uh, that one uh, uh, t- uh, time traveling kid with the raccoon hat. I forget his name. <laughs> oh uh, no 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 no! Um, the time masters. Corky. Yeah, he's Corky. Uh, I, I, I'm afraid it might be Corky. Really? With his hat off. Yeah. I can just imagine Booster pretending to be a Legionnaire back in the Golden Age, though, can't you? Oh, that would be great. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I could see him fumbling around because he had a Legion ring and him suddenly go, oh, I can't mess up the time stream. I'm a Legionnaire. Call me Legionnaire or whatever. I could mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. And Booster's brainy wheel well. Right there. Especially the original Booster. Yeah. Well, so... Um, there's actually a bunch of time travelers in the Golden Age now, because I think Green Arrow and Speedy spend a mm-hmm. bit of time there now, canonically, back in time. To well, be that's, part of Seven that's Soul the Hatch. whole thing. And they've got yeah. they've got a whole lot of stuff being kind of moved around with all these new characters that they created in the new Golden Age. And um, so, I mean, they really just kind of touched on it in uh, in the first issue of the Stargirl book. But the other thing to remember is that that story is also continuing in the new JSA book. So we've already had a bit of uh, a bit of that covered um, there. And so um, so I I think I think, um, you know, uh, those are the two places to look, basically. 
because that seems to be where he's going to be continuing the story is in uh, is in that Stargirl miniseries and in the new JSA ongoing. Hmm. So because uh, that's been dealing with that 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 whole Huntress thread uh, that that we saw. Yep. And um, and it's referenced a lot of those past sidekicks uh, in that first issue. There's a couple other items that uh, came out this week. Uh, one of them was a uh, giant doorstop uh, called Who's Who, Volume 2. Oh, my God, it's huge. It's huge. Yay. Nice. Well, stop that. My watch keeps trying to join in on on uh, conversations. Ah, mm. yeah. problematic. So who uh, who actually has the who's who volume in their grubby little hands? I don't have it in my hands, but it's in it's on my bookshelf. Ah. Mine's on its way from England, I think. It's it's got the who's who in the Legion, and it's got the loose leaf in it. Yeah, so that's what it entails. And the update that came out in '93. I didn't see that in there. No, it was, it was list, that was in the in the solicit. So I did not see that in there. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's what they were talking about with who's going to Legion was. The but but that was part. That was that was like <laughs> basically, yeah. So it was an it was an okay. additional update to the to the loose leaf. Um, oh, okay. gotcha. Yeah, so it's probably in there then. Yeah, it was like yep. three volumes, I think, for the uh, for the update, and like sixteen or eighteen volumes in the or issues of the loose leaf. Yeah, it's just as big as the previous one. So the Legion's only seven issues of that. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. yeah, I loved that, that loose leaf uh, series. Honestly, that was, as I was getting back into comics that just started coming out and that was like, I would read something in there and think, Oh, I want to read that book. (laughs) And so, you know, ended up adding a a lot of, a lot of back issue purchases and a lot of, uh, of, of series subs too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a beautiful thing. I'm I uh, I I'm actually behind the times on all that, so I have my volume one arriving uh, this week, and um, I expect volume two to follow in the not too distant future because you know it's an invaluable resource. And then the other thing, I think Travis posted it to our chat: the uh, back cover of the Legion DVD movie, mm. which has some new stuff in it. Oh, um, was that you, Travis, that posted that? Yep. You want to cover it or you want to be silent? Uh, you can cover it. OK, uh, uh, cover it. I, I see what you did there. Uh, so the back cover <laughs> has uh, text says uh, DC Universe movies, a new era of adventure. The future of justice. Welcome to the 31st century in the Legion Academy, where a new generation hones its powers with hopes of joining the Legion of Superheroes. Among its ranks is Supergirl, who struggles to adjust to life on Earth after devastating tragedy. Taking her cousin Superman's advice, Supergirl leaves her former space time to attend the Academy. She quickly makes new friends as well as a new enemy with old ties, Brainiac 5. But a nefarious plot lurks in the shadows. The mysterious group known as the Dark Circle seeks a powerful weapon held in the Academy's vault. Find out if the budding heroes can rise to stop them in this all-new DC Universe movie. And uh, the artwork shows uh, Monel and Brainiac 5 looking like they're getting ready to fight. 
with Supergirl keeping the part. And it comes with a number of special features, including the Legion behind the Legion, Down to Earth, the story of Supergirl, Meet the Legionnaires, Brainiac Attack, the intellect behind the supervillain, plus from the DC Vault, two bonus cartoons. So who knows what those could be? It could be uh, like from the Legion animated series and the one of the Legion episodes from the DCAU, like the Justice League one. Or it could be two totally unrelated items. Let's be real for a second. The back right. cover look, makes it look like Monel and Brainiac Five are about to start fighting over <coughs> Supergirl. Which uh, let's hope this isn't all about misunderstandings and and, right. and romantic triangles. Oh God, that would be horrible. But you know, we'll see where we go when we get it. I guess coming out February first, I think. Yeah, yeah, we'll see soon. Um, and, and I mean these. I've generally been these are, are generally pretty good. Um yeah. you you get the odd one that's a little um um uh, messy, should we say? Hmm. Um sorry, Brent, not to uh kill kill killing joke, right? Use my name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah to, uh, you know, not to <laughs> um yeah, killing joke is is one that was like, wow, that awesome. was a that, that was, was just a, a horrendous adaptation. Like, yep. talk about missing the point. Um, as, uh, as, as me, as millennials such as I might say, that's a big oof. Oh, yeah. It was a huge oof. It was yeah. a huge oof. And, uh, you know, but but generally speaking, they've, they've, they've done pretty well by the stories. Um, you know, with, even with the, the sort of adjustments that they've had to make. So, um, yeah, I mean... I don't know. I, I think that, um, uh, you know, I mean, it'll, it'll remain to be seen. Sure. Um, I think that 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 idea of showing of showing like they're going to uh, to go right into battle just ties into the whole, you know, Legion versus the JSA or Justice uh, League thing. You know, it's like, well, you know, we we, we have to put versus because that's that conflict. That's what make people buy it. And I think that's generally misguided. It's like, but it has to look like the superheroes are going to fight. Because why would anyone watch it if the superheroes don't fight? Yeah, exactly. Superheroes got to fight each other when they meet. That's the, that's the rule. That's that's the coda. That's yeah. the uh, cliche. Exactly. It's, we now um, have a new cliche, by the way. Batman remarking when someone else disappears from his presence. <laughs> so that's what that's like. It's, it's happened too so many times now. It has, you're it's right. Funny asking that question he knows what it's like well i remember when it happened in in one of the uh <laughs> jan and i were talking about it in when it happened in one of the um uh the um what's his name uh the christian bale movies um oh. where uh where gordon suddenly dis, dis, disappears and and he's on there he's so that's what that's like yeah and it's like dude you know you're alone on that roof why are you who still are, doing the voice who are you talking to exactly and it happened in brave in the bowl when black orchid took off which was her mo yes that man's like Hmm, that's what that's like. I'm like, <laughs> and then it happened in Flashpoint Paradox when Flash yep. runs off. He's like, hmm, that's what that's like. I'm like, oh my god, it has become part of a drinking game now because every time Batman remarks this, he says the same damn line. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, absolutely. 
He did comment on the great darkness just disappearing as well. So, ah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I needed a drink after that one. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, let's get into um, into the business of it. Okay. And um, into the business. So uh, as uh, longtime listeners know, uh, every year we do a uh, a Christmas commentary on uh, on some sort of uh, Christmassy goodness that's out there. And um, and and this year it's uh, Travis's choice. And um, and and not not trying to speak for you, Travis, but I'm actually trying to speak for you so that you don't uh, tax your throat too much. Um, but but this year, Travis chose the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, and uh, and so we're gonna we're gonna go through that, and um, it's a lot of fun. It's not a super lengthy watch. Um, I, I watched it with the family a couple of weeks ago, and and uh, and we loved it. And uh, so, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna get to doing that, and um, and so you you guys can find it on the Disney Plus. And where we're gonna start is with the rays of light at the beginning, and we'll. Um, when you were a well, kid, you knew it was gonna be good when you saw the special. Exactly. When, when when the drums the drums start get, the uh, snare drum starts goes, baby. And if you don't want to watch the movie with us, then you can skip ahead about forty two minutes. Yeah. And we'll up with our usual stuff at the end. Exactly. Exactly. So um so, so we'll get into this. Is everybody kind of ready to roll? Yeah. I am. Yep. yep. All right, and we're going to go in three. Two, one. All right. And uh, yeah, this uh, this was a this really took me back. Uh, this uh, this special presentation logo. So I I didn't watch uh, Werewolf by Night. Was that in front of that too? <laughs> I don't recall to be honest with you. But I was the, very uh, excited eight year old watching the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, that's no, same no. same. But even then, I was loving it. Oh yeah, I had no idea how bad it was. <laughs> I was yeah, sick but, in the hospital yeah. watching it, and it's yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I mean, weren't all weren't all holiday specials in the seventies like that? Like all of them? Yes, yeah, the only one we got. That so. bad. Not all of them were that bad. I don't know. That one was preceded by the Christy McNichol. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> special, and it it was that bad. That was um, bad. Yeah. I, I want to note that uh, uh, that the uh, Guardians continue their trend of um, great soundtrack, starting off with uh, with uh, Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues with Kirsty McCall. I'm glad they brought Yondu back for this because it's, oh, wow. it's, yes. nice it's a nice flashback. This is straight up rotoscoped. Oh, yes. yeah. Yep. Yep. It's, it's, um, it almost has that kind of crazy... Um, charlie brown style in a way it's just more in-depth and the colors are less you know primary it's, yeah it's like the animation used on the star wars anime special the boba fett cartoon mm-hmm. boba fett. totally yeah. totally is and and that's probably what <laughs> they're going for droids oh no not the droids <laughs> for someone well, who hates it so much you're able to quote lines right from it darren and that's because <laughs> 
I, I well, am one... also an aficionado of camp, sir. I didn't say it wasn't campy. I said it wasn't I, good. No, no, hundred percent, absolutely. <laughs> so if you are fortunate enough to have watched the Star Wars Holiday Special before, uh, this is actually an homage to that because you've got an animated segment, you've got musical segments, you've got uh, scenes set in a cantina. Um, without B. Like, Arthur, though, without B. Arthur, so does it well, count? that's true, but. But basically, James, <laughs> James Gunn wanted to kind of make his homage and do it better. Well, how could he not? Honestly? Yeah. That's a pretty low bar. That's how young ruined Christmas. <laughs> you know what? We, we need to talk about these actors because Dave Bautista has really surprised me as an actor. Absolutely. He is hilarious. And I always worry when they're like, oh, yeah, we got this guy. He's the right build. and He's a wrestler. I'm like, oh, can he act? And Drax may have been like one note in the movies because he didn't have a lot to really work yeah. with. But here you can see the comedy chops, and I'm really impressed. I've enjoyed so Bucky. I've enjoyed him in a couple of other movies as oh, well. Oh yeah, he's an there excellent. Was, there was yeah. a if for the for the Guardians three movie, there was a little piece of expedition exposition they just dropped there that the Guardians bought nowhere. That's K N O W where mm-hmm. yeah. from the collector. The so. Head. It's going to be their base of operations in Guardians Volume Three, but they're just letting you know here. Yeah. And also here's here's our newest member. It's a poopy dog. It's a poopy dog. Uh, and Cosmo's a girl, apparently. I did not know that. Right. Now the the, the question that does come up is where's Howard? Where's Howard um, the Duck? He was on Nowhere, and now he's not in the special. Ooh. So where is he? Um, you know, I'm uh, curious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On his way home for his own movie. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Gotta go find Lee. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say they're gonna put Zoe Deutsch yeah. in the new one. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, know, I know, right? And Leah Thompson's gonna be what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> put my kid in the damn movie. <laughs> you know, Leah Thompson tried to get a new Howard movie going, right? Oh, I'm sure she did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She wanted to direct it. Because she's done some directing. She's done a lot. Of, yeah, yeah, for sure. She's done a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. That's usually what happens with yeah. you know, people who are ingenues and then they age out of that. It's like, do you want to wait 20 years and play someone's mom, or do you want to do something different? I'll go behind yeah. the scenes and do something different. That's completely what a lot of people do. And here we got the old 97s. I love this song. I, I, I love this band, period. But This yeah. the soundtrack made it to my Christmas buy list, so it is... It's fantastic yep. yeah again like you you cannot go wrong with the uh with the guardian soundtrack and uh and given gun's involvement in, in in you know in that part of it um i think that that's another thing that bodes well for the uh for the uh, dc movie future i love the fact that they went it, it, that may be like the christmas story font for the credits yeah yes it, I think it's you're very, right. it's very close to it if it's not that yeah He's de- he's definitely doing these winks and nods to Christmas nostalgia for sure. Oh, hun- yeah, hundred percent. It's oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> That's not part of the lore <laughs> at all. What the hell? <laughs> okay, now let's. I am so glad that they gave Palm Clementine something to do in this. <clears throat> oh yeah, her character got some good development she got some great development it's like what does mantis do and we finally get to see it and yeah 
it's clear that they didn't spend CGI money on Groot because Groot looks like a guy in a suit. In a rubber suit. Even the ki- even my kids noticed that. Yeah. He, he looks like I a Disney walk-on like, character. Yeah. He looks like one of the guys walking around Disney parks, signing autographs and taking pictures. And I kind of like it. I know people have said, hey, that looks like nightmare fuel. But I'm like, I'm all for yeah. it because. Yeah, he's he's got Uncanny Valley all, go, all going on. Oh, totally. Totally he does. Yeah. Because he looks too real. He looks funny. He looks like what Block would look like if he was live action. Yes, totally. <laughs> you know, totally. It's his, it's his like his static face. Yeah. Scary face. Very scary. I, face. I, I, I also, as as a guitar player, I, I kind of alternately love and hate his strumming style. Um, you know, with the spinning arm, because yeah. uh, you know, at first I think, oh, wouldn't that be nice? And uh, but, uh, but then I'm like, God, that looks painful. <laughs> that looks that looks like an injury. <laughs> well, if he's double jointed, it's probably fine. Exactly. Ragman playing. Uh, well, what I loved is when he did it the first time. There was a there was a, a woman in the audience who was like who looked at someone else and did the spinning of the arm thing, and she's like, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, love this song. It's um, so much fun. But but yeah, it's like it's like you said. It's the you know we've got musical numbers, we've got the animation sequence, and um, and now we go to. Uh, I, I love the closed caption said crowd applauses tepidly. <laughs> the captioning on this is outstanding. <laughs> it really yeah. Is. There's a, there's a few things where they where the, where just some of the 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 descriptive text that they use for uh, for the music or whatever is is just really amusing <laughs> and now we oh, get mantis's secret origin <laughs> mm-hmm. she and quill are related because ego is also her daddy so wow she's been holding on to that for a movie and a crossover yeah I do wonder who her mother must be then uh do we know that uh some bug creature i'm guessing yeah I um I'll be, I'll admit like I really know nothing about Mantis as a as a character in comics. She um, she was a she, celestial Madonna character. Okay. Kind of, kind of a she had a plot and then once it was done, she was kind of done. But they brought her back multiple times doing. She was created by Steve Englehart, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. And he would use her up in a bunch of times whenever he was on Avengers or. Right. One in Justice League, and then when he wrote for me for Eclipse. He moved her over there. Yeah. <laughs> She's been in a lot of different places. Oh, so he would reuse the idea over and over yeah. again? Yeah, just yep. kind of like uh, Gemini that um, when she moved from Legion over to uh, uh, Image. <clears throat> and we, we should mention here's uh, Kevin Bacon, and that yep. is Kira Sedgwick, his wife, on the phone. <laughs> they and they probably... are actually a Hollywood couple that have lasted quite a long time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rocks Maybe to them. So. And Paul Manis is like a, in addition to being like an empath, she's also just such a good martial artist that she took out Thor one time. Yeah, so wow. she's like Karate Kid Steel, right? equivalent. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how I've like I've I don't I don't know that I've read like I've only read a bit of the uh, Abnett and Lanning uh, Guardians. 
Right. Um, like maybe the first trade. Um, like what is a celestial Madonna? Like in context, what does that even mean? Like she was mo- kind of like mother a, of the universe, right? Yeah, gives birth yeah, to the celestial Messiah. Yeah. Right. Mm. Him? Uh, <laughs> no, her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the cloaking device. But you would you would think that people on Earth now would be <laughs> yeah. used to seeing. Yeah, you know, but you know, not into it. Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> you know, they're like, I seem to remember all this Chitari nonsense. That's true. Uh, yeah, what, yeah. What fresh hell is this? Yeah, I can get that. Yeah, yeah it's fair. Uh, but I love that they're going looking for Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Um, and uh, and this will add, you know, just like yet another, um, um, you know, touch point to uh, to the Six Degrees game. And um, well, let's discuss our six degrees after. I'm curious about everyone else's six degrees. Absolutely. I am curious about that. Oh, oh. look, Breakdance said, hey, Vibe, what you doing, Batman? <laughs> so that's on the uh, on the Hollywood sign hill, which is a really long distance away from. I just, I just saw Hollywood. a GoBot. Yeah, there's a GoBot. Yeah. yeah. So and cute. the GoBot is actually a plot thing. Bye, Steve. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Really Sorry, Michael. What were you saying about the Hollywood sign? It's it's nowhere close <laughs> to where they are uh, in front of uh, the Holly, um the Chinese. Theater. Yeah, There's but, but if you but, but if but if you uh, if you go to the there's a California pizza <laughs> kitchen at the end of this mall, and you can see and you can see it from there. That's true. Yeah, I was saying it's a long walk. Yeah. And yes. Don't presume that they walked. I think that they're kind of like it's a forty-minute movie. Maybe we don't we don't show the whole walk uh, yeah. there. Yeah. The, the guy in the gold statue was the same guy who was in the Moon Knight miniseries. Okay. Yeah. And, and the GoBots killed his cousin Linus. At my favorite joke of the whole. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> I do. I do like the way how Mantis looks at the uh, the female Avengers. Like they're not really them. So uh, what? <laughs> I will rip your right head up. off. <clears throat> and that's um uh, an Eternals reference. King goes whatever that was. Yeah. On the billboard. Yeah. And I think they're going into a gay bar. I thought I saw like oh, there was a, a pride flag there, Darren. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought there was a pride flag there. And I'm surprised we didn't. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's that's like oh <laughs> yeah no no kidding. <laughs> but they're doing uh, one of the other uh, traditional Christmas songs here. Yes, the waitresses gotta love it. Oh, I love the waitresses. That's my yeah. favorite Christmas songs. We will take your finest libations. Hello, javelin. How are you? That's Lula, that's Flula Borg. Yes. <laughs> like an insect would like that is one of the best reactions more more yes yes queen yes <laughs> or if he drinks like a russian yeah, drinking yes. vodka to drink and then i'm not going to react to hey hey yeah baby, come dance with us Rack. come on <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will drink. Oh uh, yeah, uh, there it is. Like, We're getting Drax's pants off tonight, baby. Yeah, they don't call it, call it to kill you for nothing. Yep. 
That looked a bit like Infectious Last Dancing there. Right? (laughs) (coughs) Spend all their money on drinks at the gay bar. She does have the right look for that, definitely. Yes, she kind of does, doesn't she? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm not sitting on any curb in uh, in downtown Los Angeles. No, thank you. They probably sit in worse places. Let's be honest. That's fair. There's a certain amount of invulnerability, which is good. That's true. And I, I love that it's one of the star maps that they yeah. use. Yeah. <laughs> are they Iron Man sunglasses? Yes, those are Iron Man sunglasses, or at least a good facsimile thereof. Forty bucks, and they're out of money because, of course, they spent it all at the uh, yeah bar. Uh-uh. We spent all our money on beer. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Come, Come on, Mantis. Uh oh. Oh there yeah, here we, we go. go. There we go. Is is this an ability that she had in the comics? I, I think this is more of the the <coughs> mind control that she's had in the movie universe. So Mi- mix, right. Mixing up empathy with uh, with uh, yeah. telepathy. So John yeah. okay. Margot Kidder. The classic comic conundrum. John Cena and Margot Kidder were two of the, uh, or Margot Kidder. Uh, Margot Robbie were two of the people on the map there. Yeah. <laughs> the Santa Claus versus the Martians on TV. Yes. Another, oh, I love another that. great movie. <laughs> yeah. The MST3K version is is required viewing. It really is. Mm. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, um, please. <laughs> please. Yeah, yeah, this should have been a call right away. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. <laughs> He's probably got great ears. <laughs> yeah. Hard nope. Yep. <laughs> I, I I love his whole part in this. Um, you know, it's like uh, he, he must have had such fun. <laughs> I love that he's just eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, I yeah. It. It's like stars. They're just like us. They're just like us. They're, they're very human people. They're very human. There was one. Course, <laughs> there was one interview where uh, for Drax where, is liberal. <laughs> where James Gunn talked about how the these two had kind of an Abbott and Costello <laughs> vibe, mm-hmm. except except they were both Costellos. Yeah, yeah, I can and, see that. And and Drax out Costelloed Mantis. Yeah, they they play off each other so well in this. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's great. This is definitely not a Groot Rocket situation for sure. It's definitely like I think that's like the first super feat I've seen Drax actually do. They've really downplayed like how strong he is. Uh-huh. He's not not even close to what he's like in the comics. Well, they kind of have to make him equal to the other Guardians, you know. Yeah. We, so, we so rarely hear hear him referred like, to as Drax the Destroyer. Yeah, you know? right. he's like Drax in the comics is like a Thor level threat, and this guy oh, yeah. has always been a little a lot not that. He's been yeah. more stabby, stabby, barbarian stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, e- even when the comics version became the 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 Vin Diesel uh, uh, stabby, stabby version, he was still pretty strong. Yeah, he just he just wasn't the Hulk looking guy anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love his tree. Who's his decorator? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, the whole the whole place looks awesome. I, I know. Come on. <laughs> 
And I'm I'm definitely sure this is a back lot. Don't don't think that oh. this house looks like <laughs> of course not. No. no. I've kindly put down my elf. <laughs> Release the elf, please. There's also a few heirs of coming to America or Crocodile Dundee to this sort of oh, yes. wandering around LA, right? A fish out definitely. of water, totally. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to kidnap you for Christmas. <laughs> Poor tree. Aww. <laughs> ah, little fountain, little fountains of Wayne in the in the soundtrack now. Yes, Alien sir. for Christmas. Now we Love finally get guys. to see Mantis use some powers. Because look at this. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense that she would hop around and cling to things like an insect with her name being Mantis. I mean, that's some freaky stuff, though. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like that. That kind of looked like some, you know, paranormal activity. Stuff. Yeah. That's a cool yeah. backyard. Well, I hate no, wide no. steps like that. It's been art directed. It'd be uh, awful to mow the grass, though. I think Drax hates them as well. Yeah. He can't be bothered walking about them. <laughs> He's just upset that he left his, his funny little man back in the house. A red and white swirly man. That's not a man. <laughs> no, man. I love this part. <laughs> yeah. Do you want? Do you love Peter and want to save Christmas, or do you want a funny little man? Uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong choice, Drax. Wrong answer. Yep. Can't this is some crazy horror movie thing oh, in yeah. running away. Not, nothing <laughs> to be concerned here. Just uh, two uh, metahumans hopping and a whole bunch of cops coming and Kevin Bacon jogging down the street. <sighs> screaming for his life. And maybe he's thinking, okay, this is much better. We're going to be fine now. Wait. Nope. I'm going <laughs> to stand in the middle of all your cars. Yep. That seems to be the safest spot. <laughs> I love how Mantis is just gonna slink off to the side. Yeah, they're gonna concentrate on on Drax, who is doing his best Superman. It tickles. It tickles. I'm gonna pee my pants, as <laughs> Superman says. Oh, and look at her using the uh, candy cane. Sleep. With those karate skills. I wish I could do that to my nephew. Sleep. <laughs> it actually. Works. <laughs> just a Vulcan nerve sugar. pinch going Sleep. with it too. But it's nice. It's nice to see Mantis get into a fight here. Absolutely. She's been. She's been in the background. <laughs> He's just like, ah, oh, crap. Oh. And another car, and hey! he flips it over. And their their star their star rating is starting to go up. Yeah. It's like that's yeah. a Grand Theft Auto joke. Was, I was yeah totally. Oh, it's totally it's, it's, yeah, it, it's it's one thing when you uh, when you you know accidentally hit the car, but but yeah, when you actually. Um, Smash one of them up and it blows up. Yeah, you're gonna get a lot of stars there. <laughs> I, I do like. That and I it's funny you say that, Jim, because that's that's totally <laughs> what I thought of it at the t at at the time as well. Mantis cares about these two police officers. She's like, "Are y'all okay?" Oh, here, have a candy cane. Yeah. Yeah, to split. <laughs> See, we're even now. That's how Christmas works. And they're just like, oh, oh okay. 
It does not look no. like a man. No. It does not. No, it's a shape. My friend is being an idiot. Be an idiot. <laughs> Which is, you know, accurate Christmas. Yeah. Right She's not wrong. Being an idiot. And oh, he would love to come with us. All Acting. right. So he's in. Acting. There you go. <laughs> yes, in the middle of the night, we need some. We need to decorate nowhere, so we're going to buy the whole store. Yeah. With what money? Oh, I guess well, Kevin. Kevin buy. Uh, hey, well, the store. Yeah. The store is closed, Darren. <laughs> they are right. absconding the, uh, with it. The Guardians yeah, have a new ship, by the way, that uh, uh, that we will also see in Volume Three. Yeah. And uh, Gunn gave an interview about um, uh, how this special was so light and airy, and the Volume Three stuff they were doing was so dark and heavy. Yeah. That sometimes they would take a couple of days out from shooting volume three and shoot this one instead. Yeah. But he could lighten up a little. <clears throat> Sorry. There's, there's some reference to, uh, th- we've had a reference to the Fonz. Um, and now they're talking about, uh, his role in Friday the 13th and footloose and footloose. Yeah. And, um, and so they're, uh, you know, they're confused with the idea of acting. Yeah, it's true. Kevin Bacon got stabbed to the neck with an arrow. Yeah, by by Mrs. Voorhees because he was in that's the, right the it's, it's, first one. It's, it's weird how all these space civilizations don't have entertainment industries, right? Well, I mean, they have them. They just don't like them. Apparently, <laughs> that's true. They didn't like the band. Yeah, yeah. Entertainment is no bueno. <laughs> <laughs> A disgusting actor. <laughs> we ruined Christmas worse than Yon do. <laughs> His memory is all screwed up. It's true. His memory, he has had one too many hits in the head with probably Yondu. <laughs> yes. Yes. And we're 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 doing more mystic mojo here. <laughs> A hell? When did he play? A British soldier. Does anyone know? No, I don't. Hey, think he... maybe he's just acting. She said he's got to be a hero, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Batman reference. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> don't be someone else. Be Kevin Bacon. <laughs> but, like, funny. if you didn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> so that means that Batman is canon in the, uh, in the MCU. Universe. Yeah. Well, well least... as a movie. Or, yeah, or, or the comic book superhero. Yeah. For some reason, I feel great about being kidnapped. Yeah. And to be fair, there's been re- there's been uh, references to such things in, uh, in 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 comics and stuff for years. So. Oh yeah, totally. Ah, uh, he's out of Zagnuts. Or the Zargnuts. Sorry. Zargnuts. Yeah. Zargnuts. They're all gone. He's like, what the hell is screwed up to? And and for some reason, which we will find out in the movie, they're all wearing uh, uniforms. Well, that, yes, they, good they point. Yeah, put them in the uh, in the official costumes that Marvel's had them in for ages. The, well, they're they're in a similar costume as they first appeared in um, 
in the uh, Abnett Landing uh, Star Lord series as part of Annihilation Conquest. Right. Yeah. Which which spun into the uh, the current lo- the mostly current lineup of uh, of Guardians. Like it was. That's where we got, you know, Rocket making a return and uh, a group being brought into it and and all that. And and I think because I think Drax was one of the miniseries that was involved in that as well. Yep. Yeah. It was good stuff. Uh, Giffen tied into that as well. All right, Nebula. She's like, ugh, if I must. <laughs> oh, no, it's nope. <laughs> Hate that stuff. So watching <laughs> it, I the first time I had forgotten uh, about Gamora, where she was at the end of the end game or at the end of end game. And they they referenced her not being here. But I couldn't remember from Endgame where she was. She just took she, off. She just kind of took off after mm-hmm. the end of the movie. And I don't know how she got anywhere because I don't think there was a working ship left from Thanos's. Didn't they say yeah. they were going off to look for her or something? Yeah, yeah. but I don't four know how the, she got four off. Four and the Guardians were. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't ask those no price questions. I know. I know. She, I know she, she found a passing starship. Yeah. Right. You know, the sense of wonder on Peter's face. Yeah. It reminds me of his character in Parks and Rec. I, <laughs> I, I love the fact that Mantis is wearing a Christmas tree skirt as a skirt. Yes. Because there, there's a Designing Women episode where the crazy lady gets a Christmas tree skirt and she puts it on. And they have to explain it was for her tree, not for her. <laughs> There we go. And Drax is wearing a uh, laser cat, uh, which is awesome. I want, I want it. Now, I really wonder how many lights they used here. A ton. They did. They used uh, an F. All of them. Disney's got them because they probably filmed this before they decorated Disneyland. They're like, can we just borrow those, please? (laughs) But this, this, the look of horror on Peter's face is. That that's pretty. Uh, oh, yeah. there's no air in here. <laughs> I'm about to pass out. I love the fact they had to use different wrapping paper because they didn't yeah. have enough. Yes, <laughs> had yes, experience. totally. I've had so, that experience. Great so, point. Yes, that. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I hadn't even thought of that. But you're right. <laughs> He's great. We don't hate him at all. <laughs> You got me a human being as a present? (laughs) It's not a Christmas gift. It's human trafficking. Trafficking. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. Uh-huh. Kevin, yeah, yeah, he, he recognizes that oh, uh, yeah. that that Kevin Bacon's uh, um, being okay with it is definitely <laughs> Mantis's powers yeah, at work. Yeah. All right, now there. he's like realizing. Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I expected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a talking I'll raccoon. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's called the Bowie. Bowie. 
Yep. <laughs> Look at Groot with the uh, the antlers. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> Don't run. <laughs> no. Oh, he's gonna run. <laughs> Go oh, no. <laughs> uh, I, I love Nebula's like <laughs> not Nebula. You can't outrun me, Bacon. That's the scary one you don't want following you. you. That's not Mark Hamill. What? Uh, the guy with the beard. There was a there was a rumor that came out that that drunk guy drinking was Mark Hamill, but Hamill. Oh. Ah, uh, Craglin. <clears throat> How painful is that to put that on your head? Ah, uh, right? pretty painful. Yeah. Nasty scouring. I do I do like the fact that Craglin's giving the uh, exposition as to why Kevin Bacon, of all people. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. Peter Quill did save the world with dancing, or the universe with dancing. Yeah. You know, because of Kevin Bacon saving a town with dancing. So Exactly. It's such a great tie-in. It is. It's like, oh my god, I, I. It's like you don't think about it, but then it's like, oh wow, he just he just made this whole thing make yeah. sense. Because he's mentioned Kevin Bacon several times in the movies, but it's like, oh wait, that whole ending. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Right. Yeah. Oh, and, uh... oh, oh. Your wife can reach you anywhere. <laughs> they got good reception. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Couple of good satellites. And I know, I know, Sean, Sean Gunn does. Um, of course, James Gunn's brother. Um, he also does mo- uh, motion <coughs> capture for for Rocket. Does he not? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. As he's walking around on his knees. And he was, yeah, exactly. That weasel in Suicide Squad as well. Oh, yes, and, that's right. And he was Calendar Man. Yeah. As well. So, yeah. yeah. You know, that's uh, uh, like brothers James, working together. It's like James enjoys killing his brother off in movies. Totally. Totally yeah. he does. Ah, and there you go. Uh, a beautiful. Uh, uh, this is the this is the exact kind of microphone I did for like the I used for like the first uh, hundred episodes. Um, he's singing into the back of it. That's um, what I was about to say. <laughs> and he's a musician. He should know this. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they, 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 their their capture pattern isn't great for that. Who has peach pie at Christmas? I'm in Georgia. We don't do that. We have <laughs> we have all the peaches. What is that rotating image in the background? That robot head. Oh, no idea. Let's see, we might see it uh, again. Aww. It's time for gift now, exchange. Now, are uh, you telling me that, the, Darren, that this is better than uh, Starship singing in the cantina or singing on uh, on the Star Wars holiday special? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not wrong. Then you don't campy. like the Life Day song? Come on. It's not as campy because B. Arthur is not here. God rest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, this... Okay. This and what would they gonna do? I mean, they only oh, cybernetic the best arm. gift. It's Bucky's arm. Yeah. How the hell did Nebula get that? <laughs> <laughs> I have. 
I, I, I mean, that's 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 probably next year's special, Darren. <laughs> I have questions. Oh, Cosmo's got a gift, and it's uh, oh, something gross. Oh, it's one of those things from the. But with movie. a bow. So but with a bow. Why, why, thank you, Cosmo. Thank you so much. Good boy. Good <laughs> but but Good no girl. smooches. No smooches. No. no smooches. <laughs> I love Nebula's so dancing. It's hilarious. So this this um uh, this movie was apparently developed during or written or conceived during uh, volume two. Aw. Aw, the little man. Gunn said that uh, he went up to Kevin Feige and said, hey, we ought to do a Christmas special. <coughs> we wrote this whole thing in a weekend. Yeah. And it was the the first thing that was conceived of to be put on Disney Plus um, where they figured out, hey, we can do like short things and put it on here instead of making it a full movie, mm-hmm. which, you know, they did with Werewolf by Night as well. Yeah. And here's the claymation part. Yep. We're going to go back and we're going to tell the whole special in claymation statue. <laughs> this was announced like two years ago, right? Because yeah. I remember yep. thinking it was out last year and it wasn't. Yeah, it's been announced for a while. <laughs> and now we're caught up. This is the Spaceballs joke right there. <laughs> yeah. Aww. It's such a cute special. Absolutely. And Nowhere looks great. Compared to when we first saw it, when we showed up in Guardians number one. When it was like all these waifs around and then. Yeah. Was it Ronan came and basically destroyed the place? Yeah. We love you, Kevin Bacon. Easter. There's going to be an Easter special. Oh, no. <laughs> All actors aren't complete pieces of shit. Mm, maybe. They said that on the Disney Plus channel. They did. They, ha- they have ratings now on Disney Plus. So not everything yeah. has to be G. Yeah. <clears throat> um, now we get the confession. I've just confirmed there is relatively no pickup on the on that microphone uh, from the back. So, I don't know oh, they, what the, the hell that song was about. backwards. Yeah, yeah, and 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 like like Travis said, like you'd think he would, you know, you, well he would know that. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Aww. And now we found out that uh, Yondu didn't ruin Christmas. Aw, taser face. He got a gift too. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Let's see what he got for Yondu. Well, we know it gets him. He gets him like a baby Yoda. <laughs> of course. We yeah. must cross promote our other brands. Marketing, yeah. His eyes pop out when you squeeze them. Of course they do. Ah, uh, and <laughs> gift from Yondu. And he gets his element guns. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Is that what they're called? Yeah. What they're called in the comics. Oh. That's awesome. It's, it's That's... so good. Because it still gets you at the end. You know, it's it's just funny, funny, funny. And then it's like, oh, that's touching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
you know, this is that thing that they so now, of course, Mantis is revealing that yeah. they're uh, we have that a they're siblings. Yeah, situation going on here. <laughs> yes, yes, totally. Yeah, oh, she's crying. Oh. Yes, that's how that works, Peter. Think about it. (laughs) Does that make you my sister? Yes, that's how that works. But see, he's got family. I am your father's brother's sister's roommate in college. What does that make us? Absolutely Absolutely nothing. nothing. (laughs) Aww. There we go. It's a beautiful thing. It is. And of course, there there's an after there's a mid credit scene. I think is there. Yeah, there is. Nice. There I is think a, there's an. I I'm sure we caught that at the time. I just yeah. Aw. Oh yeah. And it's great, you know, f- filling in more of those blanks, right? In yeah. the in that in the in the timeline. He's very uh, y'all. Yeah, he is. Yeah. This reminds me of the animation uh, from Rankin Bass. You know, the one that used to do the, uh, like, the the Hobbit movie, the animated movie, and the oh, first things. Yeah, that was Ralph Bakshi working with yeah. that one. Was it? But but that stuff was all rotoscoped, yeah. uh, like, yeah. like Jim mentioned up front. Um <clears throat> Yeah, it is very much like that. It's also very much like those uh, Christmas specials from the 70s, like the, um, you know, um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, uh, all that yeah. kind of stuff. All the animated ones, not the uh, stop motion ones. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, um, like, yes, Virginia, there's a Santa Claus. Yeah. The uh, the voice of Cosmo, the dog, was um, uh, by the woman who played Borat's uh, niece, in uh, in the second Borat movie. Okay. <laughs> the, the the rotoscope stuff is uh, reminiscent of like uh, Raskin Bass, who did the. Uh, yeah, that's what. Uh, yeah, that's what Michael was saying. Yeah. But I don't think there's any Christmas movies in that style. They're all the they're all um they're all the stop motion. No, there, there's some animated specials. They did some. Yeah. Were like that. Oh yeah. yeah. They're very weird. They're <laughs> very weird. Yeah. Movies. There. Yeah, like uh, if you if you ever saw the um, uh, Adam Sandler's uh, Hanukkah movie, it was kind oh. of modeled on that similar style. I see. Um, like uh, the, uh, his Eight Crazy Nights movie was was also modeled on that style. Um, this I think comes a little bit closer to it because I think with that one they were kind of like, uh, okay, that's good, but we're gonna need to polish this a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a wee little bit. Yeah. And so the the credits are all red and green. Of course. Which actually yes, they are. It actually makes it a lot easier to read. It does, uh, thanks to Starlin and uh, Stanley and others. Yeah. I it went past before I mentioned it. Yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> lot of credits. So there's that. Yeah, I mean, as is anything. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So um, which, which of these characters would Stanley have had a hand in? Groot. He wrote the Groot. Uh, oh, issue. okay. Yeah, I have no idea, but it's a Marvel thing, so you put Stan Lee in yeah. it all the time, anyway. You, you thank Stan just out of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, not Kirby because we wouldn't want to do that. Oh, uh, please, yes. Always Stan. Always Stan. 
Wait, yes. Santa Claus versus the Martians is a great movie, though. It's that is a campy movie, right there. Oh yes, it is. Lord. All right, here we go. Oh, there it is. Decorating Groot. Of course. Ian Christmas tree. Groot ruined Christmas. <laughs> Again. Now no, we have, have to have another special. another special. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> I, I love that. I thought that was just a ton of fun. That was the perfect but, punctuation point on that. Yeah. So back to the uh, the, the credits. Uh, Drax created by Jim Starlin. Groot created by Stanley, Larry Lieber, and Jack Kirby. Okay. Man created by Engelhart and, or Steve Engelhart, Don Heck. Nebula, created by Roger Stern, John Buscema, and Sal Buscema. Rocket Raccoon, created by Bill Mantlo and Keith Giffen. Star-Lord, created by Steve Englehart and Steve Gann. With, with special thanks to Dan Abnett, Wellington Alves, Gene Colan, Marco Jurdovejic, Arnold Drake, Mike Friedrich, Timothy Green II, Andy Lanning, and Paul Pelliger. Wow. Pillager, P E L L E J E R. That's G, not yeah, uh, that's, not a T. Yeah, because he did the it. he yeah because he was the artist on the Abbott Landing ser- Guardian yeah. series. But, but that's not how his name is spelled. <coughs> not Pelletier. No. It's P E L L E J E R, not T I E R. Right, it's a different person. It's like it's like, it's like Jim Perchel. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Did you say what character that was? No, it did not. It was just under okay. the other thanks. Yeah, yeah. But but when you're thinking Abnett and Lanning in there, I I think that's a typo. Because yeah, uh, uh, I just Pelletier looked it up and it says it's a glaring error. Ooh, oh, okay. okay. Glaring. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, thing. I I hope hope someone got fired for that. <laughs> it says says Jim, who's already sent his letters to previews. <laughs> <laughs> Perchel, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, as he is want to do, it's true. It's true. Oh man. Um. All right. So degrees of separation, Paul. Okay. How many are you separated from Kevin Bacon? Okay. Let's see here. Um. um and how many what? How many degrees of separation are you separated, Kevin Bacon? All right. So if you know, Ke- if you have met Kevin Bacon, you're zero degrees. Yeah. If a friend of yours has met Kevin Bacon, then you're one degree and so on and so forth. Usually you do this through movies. Like if you've met someone who is in a movie and then you travel through the, the movie room right. they had. Get to where <coughs> I, I can do my- Kevin Bacon. I can do mine through movies. Everyone can. That's that's the whole that's the whole point of the game. So Paul. No, but but I mean. Yeah. See, it, it's funny because I because I was um I I was I was thinking I I would try the uh, the Eddie Van Halen route because I met Eddie huh? Van Halen in 1998 and there was this whole thing about um a, an image where it was like is this young Kevin Bacon getting a um an autograph from David Lee Roth. And it was not. In fact, uh, Bacon tweeted about it saying, uh, I would love to relive this moment, but I never lived it in the first place. Oh, little, wow. <laughs> he says a little jealous of this lookalike. 
<laughs> which uh, amused the hell out of me. Um, That's hilarious. That but really um, but okay, so let's uh, let's think here. Okay, so we got we got ourselves um, we got ourselves Kevin Bacon. He's been in some movies, mm-hmm. a couple of them. Um, and um, well, actually, I, I met um, Rooker. So, um, so I mean, we've got Yondu, right? Um, yeah. So, what? What's that like? That's one. Yeah, and okay. uh, and and then we get to Kevin Bacon. I mean, here, because um, mm-hmm. did he not provide the voice? If not, yeah, yeah he, he provided uh, the yeah. voice. Right? So yeah. So so two degrees. Excellent. Yeah. Travis, do you know? Uh, I also have met Michael Rooker. So same okay, thing. so two. There you go. Michael? I was actually in a movie. Uh, I was in, let's see, in 2012, I was at a football game in Austin where they were filming scenes for a, uh, a movie called like Song to Song by Terrence Malick. Mm-hmm. And Michael Fassbender was in that movie. <laughs> oh, and, and then X-Men First Class. There you go. So through X-Men First Class, nice. I had cool. So I was I was an uncredited background extra mm-hmm. in the stadium sequence. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's not, how I met Rooker. <laughs> it's, yeah. not, it's not IMDb official yet. But no, no, that's OK. But, that, but that's, that doesn't matter. We're not going to be like uh, checking up on all that stuff. That's that's how that's my bacon number of two. Jim. Very nice. So, so for me, the good news is I have a an acquaintance who I haven't seen in a few years mm-hmm. who was a who was a background extra in an Adam Sandler movie. Okay. So that connects apparently, according to this website I've got, connects. Uh, he was in the week of with Patricia Belcher, who was in Flatliners, who was with Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. There yep. you go. Nice. Yeah. The good, good news is I didn't have to use my uh, connection to uh, the fact that I've met James Woods. Because yeah. I don't meet a lot of celebrities uh, yeah. in my yeah, life. That, that one feels a little dirty. Yeah. Although, <laughs> I, I, I believe I dealt poker to Celine Dion's husband once, so I guess that would ah. also... <laughs> Rene? Rene? Anyway. Yeah. So, Brent? Okay, so I had to work on this one because obviously I'm a long way away from <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, you are. States. You're but at disadvantage. I did but... meet Scarlett Johansson when I was oh. in um, Comic-Con in 2012, and um, she directed a film called These Vagabond Shoes, which starred Kevin Bacon. Excellent. Very nice. So, See, uh... Excellent. That's great. See, <laughs> I was, my original was, I did a play with a woman who you all have probably seen, but her, her name is Rebecca. And she played the African-American nurse who sat on the bench with Horace Gump. <gasps> really? Yeah. And Tom Hanks, of course, was in Apollo 11 with Kevin 13. Bacon. 13. Oh, 13. Sorry. No, I, I'll say it before Michael corrects you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that Apollo movie, you know where there's a problem, Houston? Yeah, that one. So that used to be mine. But a friend of mine was a background extra in a movie like a year ago. And Kevin Bacon was on it, so now I've been reduced to one. So now I have very to nice him now. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm at one. Yeah. So. And and you're in Atlanta, and these days that makes it a I lot mean, easier. Seriously. 
And I mean, you know, you've got every chance of meeting Mantis and Drax because, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of Hollywood folks have got temporary housing out here. So yeah, yeah. it is. Well, it has happened. We get blown up. Understandably so, right? Because it it's just so much filming is being done there now. Yippers. Mm-hmm. Travis, I've got a question for you. Have you got a Mantis Karate Kid um, portrait? Of course. Nah, please, so please, awesome. pose, please pose because we that, want to see that, that karate needs to action. Be the tomorrow picture. That really needs to be the tomorrow picture. That is fantastic. I love it. I love if you it. have it handy, Travis. If not, we'll do something else. But I mean, I, I already posted a Toro picture about an hour ago. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Cool. All right. He's he's like he's all Laws and Mendes with it with this. He's like he's like uh, I'm not some Here republic villain. Five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I mean, going through our, our Kevin Bacon numbers, uh, you know, it, um, it it reminds me of like movies when he was it where he was playing like a high school student like Footloose. And yeah. uh, and I think, you know, uh, what a what a class that must have been. Oh, hey. Wow. wow. M- Michael, um, w- what do we have in our class of? Uh, we, w- yeah, we, we are not too long in the past this is uh the class of 2012 and we have an even dozen uh entries this week not 52 not 52 fortunately <laughs> so we are uh let's see we have several from the uh from legion lost and several from uh legion volume seven plus a couple of uh of of things that are out there like uh, eric drecken you remember eric drecken oh yeah you all we can't stop hearing about eric drecken always from, with no one shuts up from action comics volume two number six uh this is uh in search of the secrets of captain comet uh eric somehow got himself mutated into a <laughs> who can evolve and devolve his genetic material at will as a member of the anti-Superman army, he traveled through time to capture the engine of Superman's ship, but he was captured by a time-traveling legion of superheroes and evolved into a more simple life form. Uh, let's see. In From the pages of Legion Lost, we have Caitlin Fairchild, who in this series uh, was a researcher for Nowhere, that's N-O-W-H-E-R-E, a clandestine organization mm-hmm. captures and experiments on metahuman youths, including Superboy. Uh, from Legion Lost, we also have uh, Detective Jocelyn Lure, who is a New York City detective who was born in the 31st century. You have Lord Dagor and Thrax from uh, Legion Lost number 13, uh, serving as a mount for Lord Dagor. Thrax annihilated and an entire planet inhabited by a sentient race. While heading in the general direction of Earth, they intercepted and engaged in battle with Wildfire, besting him in combat. Mm. Obtaining Earth's location from his mind, they followed him back and attacked the rest of the Legion. Uh, from Legion Lost Issue 10, we have Metamerica and, and the Metamarines. Uh, Project Meta-American is a recon response unit and one of several initiatives that Homeland Security set in place 
to develop metahumans with unquestioned loyalty to America's national security. <laughs> we have the Agents of Nowhere, uh, where Nowhere is a shadowy organization which has a mysterious interest in young superheroes and has a wide array of unpredictable plans and are responsible for creating Superboy. They are also the enemies of the Teen Titans. Mm. Uh, let's see, we have... Uh, I mean, who wasn't a, an enemy of those Teen Titans? I mean. uh, let's see, so this is from the New 52 era. Are these the ones who are responsible for the dulling? Yeah. 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 Yep. So we have the, uh, the Ravagers, uh, whose members include Center Hall, Crush, Hammersmith, Misbelieve, Psych Hill, Ridge, and Windstorm. Uh, they are a team of elite young operatives who survive a brutal test known as the culling, which is an only the strongest survive type of event where nowhere pits their captured metahumans against each other and using the survivors to work for them. This particular group ba managed to band together and escape from nowhere's base. And then we have uh, finally from Legion Lost, we have Rose Wilson who is a young nowhere operative in charge of killing Superboy, should he prove to be uncontrollable, mm. who also happened to be the highly trained warrior daughter of Deathstroke. Mm. I thought, uh, wasn't Caitlin Fairchild part of the Ravagers? Uh, or whatever the, part of this no. whole thing at the time. And then uh, leading off is um, uh, Harvest, who um, first, or who appeared in the culling, he was a 31st century colonel whose son was killed by a metahuman. <laughs> he then went to war against all metas, traveling back in time to revive Superman's son, John Lane Kent, who I didn't know had died. Um, Harvest taught John to despise all metahumans. Together, they exterminated all of the metas in the world. Yay. However, <laughs> Harvest tried to save him by creating an experimental clone known as Superboy. Mm. So I, this was like when I was buying comics but not reading them, so I have no idea what all this was about. Um, you didn't miss much. Okay. In this, in this particular case. <clears throat> all right. And then uh, from the parent book, uh, we have uh, Primus Dom, who was the, uh, from Legion Volume 7, Issue 7, who is the leader of the Dominators. All of their Dominators are lesser to him, those who fail him are food. Wait, his name's Dom, the Dom, Dom, the Dominator. Dom, 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 the Dominator. <laughs> Dom, 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 Dom. Yep, exactly. And then we have uh, two new members of the Legion Academy. We have uh, Mwindaji, who is the, from the planet Kiran Yaga, who considered himself to be possibly the best tracker alive until he met Dawnstar, who bested him. Yeah. Seeking to become as good as, if not better than her, he enrolled in the Legion Academy. Hmm. And then also another Legion Academy member named Otaki. Uh, uh, real name is uh, Bina. When her telepathic abilities emerged, she traveled to type <coughs> study under Dr. Avon, who had trained Saturn Girl. While there, Bina learned that she is not as powerful as most Titanians, but she has far superior range. And she mm. also joined the Legion Academy, but then volume seven ended and so did their storyline. Yep. 
So those are the uh, the 12 entries for the class of 2012. Uh, the winner of the class of 2011 was Glorif 2. Oh, okay. She actually became a legionnaire, so yeah, I'll give her points for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They, they, they I mean, they set her up to be more interesting that they never got around and, to actually doing it. She together. was, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they. Uh, so she won. The the next two behind her were uh, the Emerald Empress Felice of Orando and the crew of the USS Enterprise. Mm. Gotcha. Cool uh-huh. beans. So that's the class of 2012. <laughs> Yay. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Now, did you well, know, did you guys sorry. know that we have a Festivus coming up? It is a Festivus for the rest of us. It is true. It is true. And I've I've already set up the aluminum pole. Okay. Um, so what is left, Michael? Tell me. Well, uh, I think next week we are going to have some airing of grievances. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, and today I will be performing some feats of strength, uh, in the form of trivia. Very nice. Bring it, bring it. All right. So I have six questions here. And as I was reading through my list of questions, I, I noticed a theme could be put together for, uh, uh, for these questions and you'll, you'll figure out what the theme is, but. The, knowing the theme is not the. You're giving us a hard. lot of credit here, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of okay. credit. All right. Question number one is there were three distinct characters named Inferno in Legion continuity. Who are they? Dirk Morgna. That's one of them. The SW6 version, to be specific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other. The girl. Like, what's her name? Sally. Sally. Uh, Sally uh, <laughs> Sandy, Sandy Anderson. Sandy. Yep. She uh, she was with the Foot <coughs> Legion, was sent back to the 20th century, but she elected to remain when the Legionnaires later returned. Okay. And there was one more who who I didn't even know until I was going through and. <coughs> well, the odds to, are <laughs> we're not going to know it either. <laughs> to, uh, come up with some of the um, uh, the recurring characters. Just from all of Legion history. All of Legion history. 60, almost 65 years. Wow. But she's more on the recent side than... There's a, there was one of the three boot as well. That's correct. Do you know anything more about her than that? Uh, I remember... Was she was she Sally or Sandy again? No. Or, no I think uh, she was Tara. Tara uh, she was one of the yeah. villain characters in the first she arc. She was <laughs> of the Wanderers. Whoa. which was the group originally led by Mechtrans. Um, but she was a green-skinned woman from Mercury. Uh, and at that time, the Wanderers were a black ops group of adult heroes who opposed the Legion because they won't take orders. Ah. Did they say what her real name was? Uh, not as far as I found, but... So, so it might have been Sandy. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I'm not saying that it's not. Look right, at me, so, I'm Sandra D. So you get credit for question number one. Question number two. Insect Queen is a code name that has been used by many characters over the years and continuities, 
but name three different insect queens that have been associated with the Legion. Okay, so the, the first one and easiest is Silver Age, Lana Lang. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With her ring. I forget the... Uh, I know one. Go for it. Oh, well, I don't know if this is a no, if this is an actual answer, but it's uh, Mary Jane Watson from Spider-Boy. <laughs> that was the one I didn't think anybody was going to get. Very Ooh, nice, bravo, nice work. And I, I, I reached up and grabbed the low-hanging fruit. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> there is a second insect queen. I know she's got a who's who reference. Uh, uh, I don't know her name. But that's the Earth 2. Yeah, I don't think she was tied to the Legion. Well, neither was Mary Jane Watson. So, I mean. Well, Sp- Spider-Boy was in the Legion of Galactic oh, Guardians. That's true, that's right. true. And, and she's his girlfriend. Gotcha, Sorry, gotcha. but wasn't there one in the um, and I don't have enough information on it for it to be an answer. But wasn't there one in um, she was from that that team from Xanthu? Yep, that was the uh, Amazers. Yes, the Amazers. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And that was uh, oh, oh. Lana Lang. L O N N A. L E I N G. <laughs> yeah, she was on the team with a uh, kid quantum and monstrous. Right. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> All right. Question number three. Gail Simone wrote the last four issues of the series called The Legion. Yeah. Which featured a Justice League inspired team of villains that tried to dismantle Earth. Name the four JLA characters who inspired these bad guys. <sighs> Oh wow! Oh, Blue, oh, the, oh, the, Blue the, Devil the, is one. Blue Devil is one. Actually, we went through this very recently because I remember yeah. the, the Blue Devil oh. reference. I thought we went through it recently too. Can't uh, remember it. I I don't remember going through it, but but I may be wrong. <clears throat> hmm. I don't recall to be completely honest with you. Weren't they? Weren't they all? They were all color coded, right? So it was Blue Devil. Yeah. Was one, red, was one tornado. red tornado? Nope. Green arrow? Green arrow is one. Two other color-coded JLA characters. It's not red tornado. Um, Black canary. Black canary, yeah. Black canary is one of them. Green lantern? Green lantern is the fourth. And those four characters were called just canary, devil, arrow, and lantern. Ah. <laughs> Let the uniforms project the color. Yes. Yeah. All right. Question, question number four. Um, Jim is probably best set to uh, answer this one because I had no, I would have no clue. So Marvel created an analog team to the Fatal Five, opponents of the Imperial Guard. Yep. S W O R D. Number nine. <coughs> <coughs> This was a new incarnation of the Lethal Legion. Uh, who were the analogs of Therok, Persuader, Validus, Emerald Empress, and Mano? I, I don't read it, Hickman's X-Men, so I can't tell you what any of their names are. Oh, you... uh, that, that's a problem, because it was all you. It was all yeah. you. I know what they look like in my head, but I can't tell you what they're called without looking them up. Did Hickman write that book, Sword? Uh, if it wasn't him, it was uh, it was definitely Al under Ewing. under his line. It was Al Ewing. Ewing. Uh, Al Al Wing Ewing Ewing. I didn't read it yeah. though, so I don't know either. Oh, so Although, nobody, nobody <coughs> had 
Did I, you know what? I'm, did I read that issue? Maybe I don't think I read that issue. <laughs> I can't tell you any of their names. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I will read you their names and then uh, see if you can guess which which one they are the account. Yeah, it corresponds to. Uh, we have half bot. That's Star Rock. That's yeah. Uh, Mister Eloquent with his atomic chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the persuader. Yeah, because he's uh, eloquent. Yes, the electric head. Aldous. Uh, Orbis Extremis. Emerald Empress. Mano. And and Death Grip. Death Grip, of course. That's, That's Mano. Like yeah. Nineties name for sure. All right. That's what they wish they'd always called Mano. Definitely. Yeah. Or Death Touch. Or. <laughs> All right. Uh, question number five. Although they were in two completely different continuities. Which characters, which Legionnaires appeared in both versions of Legion Lost? Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Um, I should be able to get this one. Okay. Because I like those two. Th well, I don't like those two things, but I remember, I remember the lineup of the uh, second Legion Lost. Yeah. No, no, no. No. Sorry, I'm going through them all in my head. Choices. <laughs> this is a conversation that has nothing to do with any of us. Nothing. Yeah. What was the question now, again, Michael? What was You're the question? Saying, which two Legionnaires were in common in no, both I, Legion I, Lost I said, series? I said, oh. even though they were in, <laughs> even though the Legion Lost series were different continuities, yeah. there were uh, character or characters, Legionnaires, uh, who appeared in both versions. So, okay. so, so for example, if Gates. you... Well, I don't think Gates shows up in the in the first Legion Lost at all. Really? I don't think he does. The The only Legionnaires that are not part of the Legion Lost team that show up are are the are the um, mental projections of Cosmic Boy, um, Dream Violet, and... Okay, so... Element Lad. But let's start with the the second team was uh, Yira, so uh, Chameleon yep. Girl, so Dawn no. Star, no, Dawn Star, Kari. Wildfire, yeah, uh, Wildfire, it's, wild, it's Wildfire, Wildfire, it's Wildfire. He was in both. Okay, okay, that's one, but there's two. I, no, oh, you I, said there was two. No, yeah. and of course Shikari is basically uh, reboot Dawn Star, yeah. which is gonna get me in trouble. I get I I, I, I guarantee I'm I, gonna get I, an email I, tomorrow. I did not say there were two. Oh, I didn't think you did. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> there were two. That's why I was like Gates has got to be one because he was in both. Anyway. But Gates was on. not in the first Legion loss. So. <laughs> that's fine. Wasn't. I'm fine with that. Yeah, it it but, was Ergwan, wasn't it? Also technically the same Gates. Ergwan. <clears throat> so Legion Lost Volume One was Saturn Girl Brainiac 5.1. Chameleon, Umbra, Kid Quantum, Livewire, Apparition, Monstrous, Shikari, and Wildfire. Mm. Um, and Legion Lost 2 was Chameleon Girl, Dawnstar, Gates, Timberwolf, Telus, Tyrock, and Wildfire. So Wildfire is the answer. He's the okay. only Legionnaire who was in both theories, even though it was different versions of the character. And sorry, who was that you said before Wildfire? 
Tyrock. Shut your mouth. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> All right. And Had final, to be done. <laughs> final question. Uh, originally, Computo was a supercomputer that gained sentience and tried to take over the world. Uh, in the reboot, in the reboot, Computo was a 20th century combination of a mother box and which one of the metal men? Oh, oh. Uh, that mm, I'm not Fair. I'm not. I'm not up on my metal men at all, so. Well, we'll we'll get to it eventually. When we well, let's let's it. think about this logically. What kind yeah. of what metal works best for computers? I would say gold. But it was because of the conductivity. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So what what are our main what are our main characters in? I know that they added others later on. Gold, so iron, gold, iron, lead, tin, platinum, tin, mercury. Okay. Mercury seems logical. But mercury, <laughs> mercury, remember, is the only metal that's liquid at room liquid temperature. Liquid at room temperature. Yeah, yeah, we know, we know, we know. Uh, <laughs> so I would think, I, you know, going back to um, to Jim's original point on gold, you know, it, it is more conductive than the others. So iron, maybe. But who's like the smart one? Know. Does the middleman have a smart one? That was gold. Wasn't, yeah. Gold was is also Doc, the smart wasn't one. Wasn't Doc Magnus a, a metal man at one stage as well? Well, that's what I'm not sure of because metal. I don't know many of the other uh, the other editions because mm. most of my exposure to it has been through like the showcase. Um, yeah. Well, they copper added, came I, later. Copper yeah, they had platinum and copper. Yeah. Copper could maybe be it. Yeah, she everyone always touched it. Oh. She, was, she wasn't around yet. Dang it. Yeah, she, um, was, she was a much later addition to the to the group. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Well, 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 what's much later though? Because like, like much Dio later. The Dio later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that later. Okay, yeah, so after re- after the reboot. And and the yeah. stuff that he did on Metal Man was really great. I gotta say. Um, yeah, it was it was very much in keeping with the original series, like the 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 you know Kaniger and Andrew uh, series that kind of let it off. So is but I got uh, nothing. I got nothing. What if it was all did, of them? Did we? Yeah. Did, yeah. Is it? Is it the composite one from Kingdom Come? It is not. It is a single member of the Metal Men. Mm. Well, Tin isn't very strong-willed, so maybe. I think we're just. But also, also, they would have had to survive all the way to the 30th century. No, yeah. this was this was oh, in, in the when they were in the 20th century. Oh, I see. Was, was there a tungsten? I don't think so. Uh, I don't. I don't think we know. Yeah, I think we're uh, stopping this one. I I thought I heard someone say, uh, "Wasn't Doctor Will Magnus a metal man at one point?" Yeah, that was. Me. Well, what was it? He was was Doctor Will Magnus he was a green one? He was. Yep, he was viridium. <laughs> That's what I viridium. <laughs> See, when I hear Viridium, I think of the uh, the evil corporation in better off, in the show Better Off Ted. So. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> is that metal? Uh, is that been around in DC before? Like Viridium? Where did that come from? Don't remember. But this was one of the retcons. Where, uh, I, I think it was during the brief time when all of the metal men were. It turned out to have been like. 
colleagues of Will Magnus who got turned into robots. And, oh. And then yeah. that got retconned away. It was Dan Jurgen's art. I remember the book. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I don't remember any of them. That's fascinating. Something to look for, Paul. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I, I don't recall off the top of my head which issue that is, but since it I was... I think it's number 100. Since hmm. it was in the reboot, we will be getting to it. Um, it might not be till like 2027, but we'll get there. Oh, it's as oh that that's going to be as I pass the reins to the kids. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you yes. said it was you said it was issue one hundred. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be like late twenty twenty five, early twenty six, maybe. Mm. Depending on whether or not we get a new uh, Legion series. Which who knows? Who Which knows? Who knows what's going to happen in the future? It's true. Oh, there was a tungsten. Huh. Mm. Cool. Vibranium. Adamantium. Oh, you can't do <laughs> where, that. Where, where, where's the nth metal metal man? Ooh, on, oh. on Thanagar. I'm, 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 I actually, now that you say that, I am surprised that uh, that, that hasn't, hasn't come up, given all of the metals that have been... Uh, death metal. Yeah. You know, death metal, metal... Um, um, you know, so much metal. Um, <laughs> All the metal. Metal, metal. Yeah. Uh, metal, well, metal. You, there actually was an nth metal, metal man. Oh, well, there you go. Um, let's see. The nth, the metal man of Return of the DC Universe. Uh, and this is from 2019. And are already facing their toughest opponent, the nth metal man born of the dark multiverse. Mm. Oh, there, there it is. See? There it wow. is. Wow. You, you weren't wrong, Paul. <laughs> right out of death metal. Your, your joke turned out to be true. Oh man, uh, that's sad. Oh <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. And oh yeah, they did appear in uh, in Brave and the Bold. That's right. Mm. And Led was Dauber from Coach. <laughs> oh God. It's perfect. It's perfect mm. casting. It is. It's prefect. Well. Nice. Well. Excellent. So those were was, great questions. So that Sorry. was uh, my feats of strength, and <laughs> you guys um, were cl- clearly equal to the task. There was definitely a theme of was it um, variations on characters or something? Yeah, something like that, basically. Hmm. That's great. Uh, that that yeah, great questions, Michael. It was uh, it, it was it was you know that just the. Uh, having to go through these different characters, especially like the insect queens and, um, and, and figure them out. That's, that's fantastic. And, and, and really kind of, to me, fulfills the mission of the, of the show. This isn't a segue. Don't you worry. Um, (laughs) You know, kind of fulfills that whole mission of the show uh, of, of, you know, separating the characters and telling you um, for lack of a better phrase, who's who. Ah, ah, the lawyers are going to be calling me. They are. Um, hmm. <laughs> uh, but but no, those those were great. That, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, and folks, um, you know, we will have an episode out for you next week. Um, uh, we will. But, yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it'll be a new episode. Uh, then we'll have a, a, a 
a rerun the following week, but you'll want to listen to it because it's going to really give you some context to where we're going to go next. And uh, with the reboot, where we go through uh, through that second generation of uh, of the Legion, mm-hmm. and um, and so we will be getting getting to all of that. Um, but yeah, so there's a there's another new episode looking at some uh, some uh, some Christmassy stuff, and. Um, and, you know, and it lets us kind of, uh, you know, cleanse the palate as we as we go into the next era. And uh, and that's always a good thing. Um, you know, in the meantime, we can think back to all of the things that have gone on uh, with the is. Legion. There yeah, it there is. It is. Yeah, okay. this, the folks, if you've missed it, this is the segue. Yeah. Um, or, or it will be very, very, very soon. And uh, as we uh, going to have been. <laughs> oh, God. Not you too. That's, that's Michael's line. I'm not stealing it. Um, you, you know, so uh, yeah, we as we deal with the uh, the history of the Legion and uh, and look at the history of of what we've uh, you know covered on the show and um, and you know we've we've uh, spent a great deal of time going sort of directly through the uh, um, you know the Baxter run straight into uh, into five years later, and now we're gonna gonna take that next step, and uh, and so it really kind of you know we've got to look back at the history of that, and um, oh hey Michael, um, hey, well, did anything happen this week in Legion history? Uh, let's see. see how natural that was. I was like, wait, wait a second. That I know so painful. Okay. Like four, I have like 14 things that happened. Oh my gosh. That's a lot. Oh, dear God. That's, All right. I'll be, I'll be 12, less than 15. <laughs> yes. So 50 years ago, 1972, uh, Legion of Superheroes, volume one, number one. It's the first issue of the first title called Legion of Superheroes. Yes. Uh, which, for some reason, was a four-issue reprint series. Uh, issue one reprinted Adventure 328, which is the one where Command Kid tries, tries to destroy the Legion from within. So take a drink for a Legion trader. Yay, it just did. Uh, and that was covered back in uh, episode 35. 45 years ago, 1977, Superboy and the Legion... Number 237, R.J. Brand is captured by Armageddon, a villain villain who's got to get a lot of arms. Yes, who demands the Legion acquire several powerful artifacts for him or see their benefactor killed. Oh. Episode 454. Mm -mm. 40 years ago, 1982, Legion number 297, with Cosmic Boy's mother dead and his father and brother injured, the hero takes off on a mission of revenge and the Legion can't seem to stop him. And that was episode 97. Uh, 35 years ago, <coughs> 1987, who's who in the Legion number one, mm-hmm. which just got reprinted uh, in the first, in the story, Marilla Tao narrates the story of the Legion's origin, followed by entries on various characters from Absorbency Boy to Glorith. And somehow the subs covered this issue back in episode 143. Yes. Uh, 30 years ago, 1992, Legion Volume 4, number 40. After a fight with some former Dominion pawns, 
the adult legion, their first real meeting with the SW6 legion. And that was episode 634. Can't believe that was 100 episodes ago already. Crazy, right? <laughs> uh, 25 years ago, 1997, in Teen Titans, volume 2, number 17, Inferno appears in the lineup for a Titans tryout. She doesn't make it, and then she disappears until the next time there's a gathering of Teen Heroes. <laughs> 15 years ago, in 2007, Action Comics, number 860, Superman and the Legion, part 3. Earthman realizes Superman has returned, and his Justice League decide they must kill him to preserve their legacy. Superman and the Legionnaires attack a holding camp, released every prisoner, including Polar Boy. Dawnstar learns that Brainiac 5 is teleported to Kolu, and they retreat to the underground Legion clubhouse. The clubhouse is then attacked by the Justice League, who finally figured out their location using Saturn Girl's telepathy. Supergirl and the group, sorry, Superman and the group barely escape through a warp gate to Kolu, where they learn that Brainiac 5 is now their dictator. And that was way back in episode 16. <laughs> On that same day in 2007, it's Legion of Superheroes in the 31st Century, number nine. Uh, an ancient legacy catches up with Brainiac 5 when he learns the terrible secret of his great-great-grandfather, Brainiac 1, one of Superman's greatest enemies. I thought you were about to say that Brainiac 5 had Pond Far, and I was about to go. Yeah. And I love, I love that it was, it was number nine. Number nine. <laughs> number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. So him, Brainy takes him on a trip to his home planet. <coughs> but an unexpected detour to the Phantom Zone could mean disaster for the Legion's future. Uh, also, also on that same day, we get the uh, Legion of Superheroes and Eye for an Eye trade paperback. Uh, reprinting the LSV War storyline from Legion... Volume three, number one to six. Poor Churl. He will never win. Poor Churl. <laughs> that was covered in episodes 38, 39, and 40. Uh, ten years ago, 2012, Legion Volume 7, number 15. Uh, with the Legion on the ropes, it looks like Saturn Queen could be triumphant. <coughs> Plus, if you thought that the Timberwolf Sun Emperor fight burned your fingertips... Hmm. You ain't seen nothing until you've seen Sun Boy versus Sun Killer. And that was episode 222. Five years ago, <clears throat> 2017, Justice League versus Suicide Squad trade paperback. And I kept yada yadaing it before when we were doing the individual issues. But I, I finally got a synopsis of what the whole miniseries was. Uh -huh. uh, the, the members of the Justice League are Earth's most powerful and famous superheroes, but they aren't the only team in town. The Suicide Strike Squad strikes from the shadows and does the jobs too dirty for superheroes to handle. Under the iron fist of director Amanda Waller, these monsters and maniacs have operated in total secrecy until now. Batman is on their trail, and the squad's existence isn't something he or the Justice League can tolerate. It must be shut down. But while the heroes and anti-heroes are distracted fighting each other, Twisted, Max, Twisted Mastermind Maxwell Lord assembles a nightmarish army of DC deadliest villains to take out both teams. 
and the Emerald like Empress. Yeah. Yeah, the Emerald Empress, who was visiting from the 31st century, was part of this uh, Maxwell Lords team until because she came back in time thinking that Saturn Girl was going to kill her. Um, and then she realized she was wrong. And that storyline never went anywhere. Ah. <laughs> so don't worry about it. Uh, also, December 2017, uh, Teen Titans Go number 25. It's the holidays and the Titans can't help but get in the spirit. Of course, when Colossal Boy gets diverted on his trip from the 31st century back to the first Hanukkah, the spirit they get into is just a little confused. And that was covered back in episode 480. And finally, in 940 years from now, uh, on December 19th, uh, Princess Projectra will have been going to have been born. <laughs> and then three days later, on the 22nd, uh, Breck Bannon is born. So happy birthday week to Princess Projectra and Polar Boy. And, well, and that's that... This week. That's this week in Legion history. That's fantastic. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for pulling all that together. And uh, and thank you, Brent, for joining us from the future. And I, to be here. I understand we'll be seeing you in a uh, in a few episodes over the uh, over the holiday time, which it is, is a summer break. Actually, it, I was I well, was listening to your stories about <laughs> losing electricity. It was seventy seven degrees. <laughs> Not that I'm rubbing it in. No, no, not at all. Um, I'm, I'm used to it, believe me. Um, and uh, so, yeah, always a pleasure. And uh, and, and that is uh, a, a bit of great news uh, to hear that you'll be joining us more. Um, so, folks, you can send us your feedback because we want to know what you have to say. And uh, you may uh, have hung out with a bunch of your friends in a diner. And want to tell us all about it. And you can do that at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You may have saved a whole town just by dancing. And uh, you can head over to our Facebook page at uh, facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com and tell us all about it. You may have, um, <laughs> you may have also been, you know, is stuck in space when uh, when things didn't quite work out as uh, as as well as they could have, and you can tweet at us about that at our Twitter account, which is LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you may head over to uh, to our website, Legion of Substitute Podcasters dot com, where you can tell us about that time that you were an invisible man, or that time that you were white white water rafting with uh, with Meryl Streep. And you can uh, tell us all about that on our website, which is leechofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way into the time bubble. Oh, we're in that time bubble. And, uh, and there's a guy here saying that we can't handle the truth. I'm so confused with it all. And we will see you all next week. Happy holidays, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>